Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we are joined by Ryan Deppen. He is a basketball player development coach and consultant. Ryan, we appreciate the time this evening. Appreciate you guys having me on. Definitely uh, enjoy hopping on podcasts here and there and um, getting to kind of share my my backstory as well. For sure. Now, to start off, you know, when someone like myself asks you, you know, what a basketball development coach and consultant is, what is usually uh, your response to that? The simplest way to put it is I try and help every every player that comes in the gym, you know, get a little bit better. You know, I can't take any credit for anything because – Honestly, I, I don't do much. Um, I do as much as I can, but they're putting the work in themselves. Um, and so for me, it's it's just trying to be we, – we use the term GPS. If you go somewhere you don't know or you're trying to navigate to somewhere you may have been but not entirely familiar with it, I'm literally just a GPS. I can't drive the car for you. I, you know, Nowadays it's a little different, but I can't drive the car for you. Um, and you have to do all the work yourself, but I can – try and help make that process a little easier. I work with kids all the way from middle school, all the way up through college, pro, NBA. Um, and it's it's pretty much anything they need to work on, um, what we think we need to get better at. You you know, have your, your own skills academy called the Deppin Skills Academy. You are also the head development coach for House Elite. Talk about the growth of those two brands and how both of those came about right um you know i think that the the best way to say that is it, it used to just be me and, and just be kind of my identity and, and my relationships that built you know that brand and, and ryan deppin skills academy was it was great um i really did a lot with it now i do a little bit more underneath house elite's name mostly um you know whatever i do i'm still um trying to represent what I do in, in, in my name. So a little bit simpler um, underneath House Elite. That way it's less focused on me and more on uh, a community of guys to simplify that. Right. Now, you, you you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, you have a pretty wide skill range from middle schoolers all the way up to NBA mm-hmm. level. How do you go about, you know, reaching out to these guys? How do they end up contacting you and, and working with you? Well, I would say that the, the easiest way right now is word of mouth for me. Um, a lot of guys, um, they come and give it a shot. They try it out. They like it. A couple months go by and, and then they start seeing progressions in their game. Um, and so now teammate. A is, is starting to notice, hey, where what are you doing different? What's your game? What's changing? What you know, what's the controllable that you've you've changed? Well, I'm spending two, three days a week at this gym, you know, and so that's really helped um kind of me build my clientele base, uh, my relationships, middle school all the way up through college and pro. And I think the biggest thing when I first got started, it was a lot of um just getting put in the right rooms. Um, and honestly, getting a little bit lucky with people taking a chance on me. Mm-hmm. How much promoting and marketing do you really have to do to make sure that you get your name out there and get 
your 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 name, your brand, and showcase other college basketball players, high school players that that you can be the right fit for them. Yeah, um, you know, I I I think there's a dual edged sword to that. For the longest time, I thought, you know, hey, I want to be able to train every college player, every pro player, every NBA player. That was like my mindset. Um, every high school player, middle school player, I want them all right. And so I think the biggest thing is. I've, I've really changed my mindset from that to now. Not every player is for every coach. Not every coach is for every player. Um, and so to me, it's, it's kind of like a, an interview process at this point. Um, get to know them. I usually am now starting to ask other players that I've worked with or working with, um, hey, what do you think about this guy? Do you know anything about him? Is he a good dude? More importantly, like, is he going to buy in to what, to what I'm going to do with him? Um, is he going to put his trust in me to like help him really grow? Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing now, you know, I, I do my research beforehand, you know, I can't do that with middle school kids or high school kids. I still have to try and, um, learn on the spot, but with college pro, um, NBA, I, I have to do my research prior to, you know, just to make sure I know what type of relationship I'm building out of that and what I'm doing to affect the rest of my relationships with other players. So I think that's the biggest thing. Now, how much background in basketball did you have prior to you being in this position? And then also mm -hmm. what really motivated you to to steer your career into where you are now? So I guess kind of starting off real young, I played, you know, basketball from when I could barely even dribble, like little middle schooler, um, preschool. Um, and I wasn't very good. I kind of ended up deciding to try all sorts of sports, try all sorts of things. Um, I was a wild kid, you know, and so I did all sorts of things. It wasn't until really like my, my, I played middle school ball. I played a little bit of high school ball. Um, uh, wasn't really till like my sophomore going into my junior year of high school, I knew I wanted to put a lot more into basketball. Um, and I wanted to put pretty much all my eggs in one basket, but the whole time through, from like eighth grade all the way up to, to when I made that decision to jump into player development and coaching, I knew I wanted to impact other people's lives. I think that was like as corny as it is, I wanted to try and really be able to help others reach something I could never, right? Being a kid from Kansas or, you know, whatever it is, um, you could put any storyline you want on it, but be able to reach as many people as I can to help them grow on their path. Um, and so, you know, that was the first step when I finally had broken my wrist going into my senior year of high school and I shattered it, just kind of playing pickup in, in the, in the summer and broke it in like six different places. You know, it still doesn't feel great, but there's times where it really hurts. I ended up making the decision, Hey, you know what, let me go ahead and put everything into this basket. I had a really good mentor at the time. Um, I went and worked a couple camps with him, um, Luke Cooper, um, who is also kind of Ben's, uh, one of Ben Richardson's, you know, mentors and, and guys that he worked out with at the time. And that's how we got connected with Ben. Um, and so, you know, Ben and Clay, both those guys were great. Being from that area, there was a lot of college talent. And so that got plugged into those relationships and, uh, you know, got really lucky to be in the right rooms. So that's kind of how I came across the player development. And then um, this is going on year eight now at this point.
Wow. You might know the name Drew Hanlon. Mm-hmm. He works out with a lot of NBA players, uh, most notably Jason Tatum, a few of the other Boston Celtics. Have you ever you know, heard of his work? And is that someone that maybe you kind of look at how he trains and develops players and you try to emulate that as well? Absolutely. So uh, my mentor, Luke, uh, Luke Cooper, he's a great guy. If you guys get a chance to get him on the podcast, absolutely do it. Luke is now at Overtime Elite, but back when he was my mentor in, in Overland Park and in Kansas, Drew Hanlon had brought him on as pure sweat. And so, you know, Luke really grew in that pure sweat thing and got to start to meet some of those other trainers, including Drew, including Alex Bazell. Um, and so, you know, really kind of grew um, some of those relationships within the pure sweat family. Um, and so, yeah, no, definitely somebody I model um, some of the stuff that I do after, um, you know, some of the drills, the way I interact with others, the way I interact with players and coaches, other trainers, you know, whatever it is, I've taken a lot from a lot of different guys um, and Drew being one of the most important ones. So for sure. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned you like to do some prep work, maybe study some guys mm-hmm. that are at the higher levels, such as college players, NBA. But, you know, each player that you're working with either comes from a different background or they're playing different positions, different skill sets. But what is that consistent aspect that you like to hone in on when you start working with uh, a mm-hmm. kid or a, a young man? When they start playing? No, with a kid for sure, um, or a, a, a youth um, youth player, I, I definitely try and nail in on, on ball handling and shooting. I think those are the two most basic skill sets um, that we can really break down and build on, build on, build on, even on like the smallest tiny details matter. Um, you know, we, we really work on, if we go into ball handling or being able to drive to the rim, um, I put those two kind of together in my book. Um, yeah, you've got to be able to handle the ball, but what you do with it matters. Um, and and you're not going to, especially as a youth player, a lot of these kids don't understand. You're not going to get five, six, seven dribbles to do whatever you want. You're going to get three or four, and you got to be really efficient and really effective with them, and maybe even less. So, you know, we really work on driving angles, driving to the rim with intent to score. Right. And so um, that's one of the main things I really hammer with kids. Um, if they can learn how to do what I was not able to do, get to the rim. Um, if they can really understand that and grow out of that, it will really help them in the long term. Um, and then the shooting, like every kid looks at Steph Curry nowadays and, and goes and hooks up a bunch of shots. That's great. Does your, your 15 footer look like your 25 footer? Probably not right now. A lot of kids, um, need to, to re-hone in on, on some of their shooting. And so we really take it back to square A and, and work on that, you know, form. Does you release? Is there a hitch? Does it come out of your hand clean? You know, we kind of build from there. You know, the, the things that we try and really build out of are, are honestly, besides those two main factors and putting those in the live situations, we, we really try and build the mental side. Um, and that's one of the biggest things to me. If we can build your mental side, you can be coachable. You can be tough. All of those things, you have to be resilient. 
You have to be competitive. All of those things kind of have to hone in. You have to hone in when you, you're a basketball player um, to keep continuing to build into what you want to be, what level you want to play at, whether it's high school and be done at high school or college. All of those things re- require you to be tough, resilient, competitive, and, and be able to be energetic and coachable. Like those things matter. Um, and so we try and really work on those in everyday workout sessions, however it looks. There's a bunch of different ways we do it in between the lines. But you've got to be able to have those skill sets, not just in basketball, but in life. So we really try and work on those with kids. Now, one last thing that I will ask regarding your how you approach development, you know, on your Instagram, you you've had snippets of helping players work on their mid-range game and you know, whether it's playing with pace and also play off the catch mm. what are some tips and tactics that you feel are successful in those areas for, for players to, to hone in on, or, you know, think about you know, when working on those. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I got a few off the top of my, my head, you know, I, I watched a lot of, high school, middle school, college, pro, NBA, like international is probably my favorite international and college to really look at because pace and space are the two biggest things we really work on with high school and college players. Uh, We start to get into it in like seventh, eighth grade, but if you really watch any player, you can't just play at one speed. If you play at one speed, you're easy to guard. If you sit in the corner, back to that spacing attribute, if you sit and you don't understand when people are cutting, why people are cutting, where your opportunities are to attack efficiently to the rim or shoot, then the game becomes a lot harder than it needs to be. If we can simplify it and understand you don't need to go 100% speed the entire time, otherwise you're going to be dead and you're going to be easier to guard, honestly. And you can't go slow, so you got to understand how to speed up at certain moments. So some of those things we've really worked on, um, we have a bunch of live drills. Um, for anybody that's looking for more stuff uh, to, to grow, um, you're more than welcome to go and check out my Instagram. I do have a couple different videos and stuff. I'm sure you guys will plug that later. But, you know, there's a bunch of different videos and drills online. Um, just understanding pace. Don't go at the same speed. Can't go at the same speed or you're easier to guard and you got to understand the flow of the game. Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports. It'd be great to be in attendance for such. Where can we get tickets? SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SPORTSMECCA, you could get $20 off your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Sunrise Christian Academy is a prep school in Wichita. Uh, talk about what the prep, prep route does for high school players and what are some of the positives and negatives that come out of going that the uh, prep school route. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll start by saying, you know, prep is prep is awesome. It's a really high level at certain spots at certain schools. 
It's a really high level of basketball. To me, it's the jump from high school to now like public school, high school to now college, uh, division one, division two. I was on last year, I was able to be with Sunrise, you know, at the, at the post-grad level. So now a fifth year in high school, um, you're in a gap year program, you're all bought into basketball, you got a couple college classes, and you're playing a lot of games. We played, I think, 40 games and 10 scrimmages in a matter of six months or less. Um, so it's a lot of games. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. But at the same time, the amount of growth, the level of athletes you're playing against, it's really high level. Um, it's legitimately college basketball in its high school form. You know, I was able to be underneath a great coach, Tum Tum Nairn, Mocan guy, played at Michigan State, uh, and he's now an assistant at Southern Utah. But the level of basketball is such a great opportunity for a lot of kids to learn and, and maybe get knocked down a couple times and have to learn how to be resilient and grow and get better in those situations, whether it's in practice or game or just being away from home, there's opportunities to really grow. However, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. Um, and so, you know, it's definitely an opportunity for, for some special individuals that, that think they could gain something from it. It's definitely an opportunity to look at um, if you're in that position. What do you think of uh, Sunrise Christian Academy um, alum, uh, Grady Dick, so far? Grady looks good. Um, he's definitely uh, shooting the, the crap out of it, um, and uh, that's something that's not new. Mm -hmm. uh, as a guy that shot dang near 50% from, from the field, I think, and maybe even from three, I think towards the end of the year, I'm not, I'm not sure on his last stat, um, but he was shooting – really high level um, in high school. And that was last year. And uh, it, it wasn't from the high school line. This was not from college line. This was from the NBA line. Guys were guarding him. Um, they know what he can do. They can, sh they know what, that he can shoot it. Um, and yet guys were still not able to stop it. And so I think Grady is showing that exact same thing at KU. He's gotten better defensively. He's gotten better um, putting the ball on the floor. Uh, and I think we're just seeing the start of Grady. You know, he's a really special player, special dude, and absolutely just a, a competitor. So I love to, I love watching what he's doing right now. Um, he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll talk about let's talk about another Jayhawk who uh, had a really historical season last year in Ochai Abaji. He had one mm -hmm. of the um, greatest seasons in the history of Kansas basketball last year. But before that season, he worked with uh, Damian Lillard the summer prior with the, him and his trainer to for the 21-22 season. What, what is about that offseason program to help Abaji excel to being a national champion and a lottery pick? It's a good question. Um, I know Phil pretty well. Here and there, we, we talk. Um, I've gotten the chance to kind of interact with him in person a little bit and see, see his work in, in person. Um, as well as we have a lot of close relationships or mutual relationships. You know, I think Phil really nails in on shooting. Um, and, and so Ochai really, I think, benefited from that time spent with Phil. Um, and also, you know, 
another guy that's at, at my gym is Aaron Washington, the founder and CEO of House Elite. Um, and, and he was able to be with uh, with Aaron throughout the season and spend time with him. And then, you know, I think that was both of those minds were really beneficial for him um, during the season. You know, and then I think uh, just being able to come back again, stay in Kansas and, and invest in um, the city, the area and the people around it and do it most of his pre-draft with us here at House Elite um, was really special. Um, and so now, you know, getting an opportunity to show the same skill set, um, the same drive, the same motor, the same willingness to do whatever it takes and uh, same skills now at the NBA levels is awesome. He's definitely grown quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another guy uh, that you worked with who was a part of that uh, – national championship team and was probably the like uh the other co-star to Ochaibaji is uh christian brown um mike malone has raved about cb and 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 has said that he's going to have an impact on the nuggets what's been the biggest thing you've seen from cb from his freshman year at kansas working with him to the start of his rookie season really proud of cb i, I can't take any any credit for him um but he's done an absolute awesome job. He's resilient. He works hard. I think that's the biggest thing that's carried over. He can shoot it. We all know that. He can drive it. He's athletic. He can guard. But he works his butt off. And it shows in every game. It shows in every practice. Um, Coach Self instilled that in him when he got to Kansas. He had that when he was at Northwest, at Blue Valley Northwest. And, um, you know, it just stays with him. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Any room, any gym that he walks into, he's he's willing to put up, you know, fists to go to go with it and go go get it, and go win. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing is, is Christian's a, an absolute competitor. He works his butt off, and uh, he's going to continue to grow. And I've gotten to see him from high school all the way to to now in the NBA. He's he's been an absolute pleasure to watch and work with, and um, proud of. One thing I noticed uh, watching him in the summer league and a little bit in the NBA compared to him when he was at Kansas was his his uh, shot, his uh, release is a lot quicker now and right now playing with the Nuggets than it was at Kansas. What, what How has he uh, improved uh, the uh, his uh, getting his release uh, a little bit quicker? He's put a lot of shots up, I'll tell you that. Um, getting to see Christian, you know, over the last year, that was something we worked on during COVID. Um, it was something he's worked on consistently, continuously um, over the last couple of years. And so I think that's, you know, he's had a lot of different minds and a lot of good basketball uh, mentors. And so they've really helped him be able to grow as a shooter, um, taking little bits and pieces from, from everybody he's worked with just because that's the way he is. He learns from a little bit from everybody else, everybody. Um, and so, you know, I love that about him. But I think uh, he spent time with Packy Turner before his pre-draft, for his pre-draft, excuse me. And uh, he spent some time with a shooting coach now that he's at Denver as well um, that is out there in that area. And uh, he spent time with me. He spent time with Peter Danville out in um, Lawrence. And so he's gotten a lot of different knowledge from a lot of different dudes. And so I think that's really helped him. Um, and his willingness to learn, willingness to push and keep shooting 
keep working on it and it's definitely gotten faster for sure uh so um one of your uh clients is uh mark mitchell and um he he's uh expected to be a key player this year for the uh, duke blue devils in the start of the new era for duke with uh, john shire now uh taking over the program what skill set does he bring to the table for the duke blue devils it's a lot um mark does a lot mark does a lot for a team um you know i think the biggest thing about mark is he like like christian he's a worker there's not a day that he doesn't he's not in Kansas City that goes by that he doesn't get in the gym. You know, I think that for Mark, he does everything. He's versatile. He rebounds, he he blocks or he guards. He he puts it on the floor. He tries to get others involved. Um when he when he goes to the rim, he's always, you know, always able to kind of get others going. And so I think less of what he does individually and more what he does for a team setting I think is going to be really um it's going to show and it's going to come through it showed at the high school level what he does to get his teammates involved showed at sunrise which was the next tier up um on what he does and the impact he brings to a team um and I think it's going to show and it already has shown um at Duke you know in just a couple games yeah yeah absolutely and uh one thing and uh when it comes to player development I I think that is very important not just for basketball for every sport is uh injury prevention um mm-hmm. what how do you implement injury prevention to keep the players healthy for an entire season whether it's you're playing a 30 game season or a uh, 82 games season Right No I think that comes in a bunch of different ways um you know we don't train I, I talk to kids about this all the time and college guys and pro guys we don't train the same way um, in season compared to, to off season. We don't train the same way towards the end of the season. You know, um, we really work on different seasons in the basketball journey and process. Um, you know, towards end season, we're going to do more film. We're going to look at different actions. How can we get better at certain things, different reads? Um, what can you do better as a player? And then we're starting to break that down in workouts, maybe less physical less more uh, or less uh, brutal to your body, uh, less wear and tear, because you're already at a high wear and tear value um, in season. So, you know, keeping it minimal towards those times is really important. Um, Come spring, come summer, off season time, um, there's times where you need to rest, but there's also times we need to try and amp it up a little bit and get something out of it and push yourself. So I think, that's a big thing. Um, understanding when we can add to the bag, quote unquote, add to your bag, and as well as when we need to sharpen up on stuff. Um, so we do a lot of the sharpening towards the fall, getting ready for actual basketball season. We do a lot of the adding in the spring slash summer time, and we rest and do a little bit more minimal stuff, min- minimalistic training um, in season. When we do rest and recovery in workouts, we're always stretching five to 10, maybe 15 minutes prior to. We have guys come in 10, 15 minutes before, whether it's half an hour, we ask they are ready to go when we start the session, when we're scheduled for. Whether that's we need to, um, we have a stretch and recovery area designed for our guys when they come in. We have gun massage guns, we'll have here soon, we'll have an ice tub, an on staff PT, and so we'll be able to actually bring them in, 
then we'll see them when they're ready to go, you know? And so I think that's the biggest thing. We do a little bit of the stretching right now, uh, put them through their own stretches, exercises, just to get their body warmed up, ready to go and be at a high level um, to compete, whether we're in live scenario day or if we're in just one-on-one working on a certain skill set. So we stretch before, we stretch after. We put a lot of time on recovery, recovery, recovery. You've got to be able to be healthy in order to be able to be a good basketball player. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think being healthy is uh, makes you good in anything, not just basketball, but you got to be healthy. Absolutely. The the best skill is uh, the ability to show up. And if you're not healthy, you can't show up. And that could be that'll be detrimental to your uh, progress. Absolutely. The best ability is availability. For sure. So for a basketball player that's under six feet tall and is trying to compete at the highest level, uh, what is the most important skill they need to have as a strength in their game? You said under six feet tall? Yep. So like 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. Kind of going back to that pace and space. You got to understand where you can be crafty, where you can um, take advantage of your speed. Hopefully you have speed. If you're a shorter guard, we got to have some sort of singing gear, kick, extra boost at certain times to be able to get to your spots. There's going to be guys that are longer. There's going to be guys that are more physical. So you have to be crafty. You have to be able to hit those different gears and understanding pace and space. You know, I think uh, across the board, if you were to look at guards now in the NBA right now, uh, Trey Young, is he under six foot? No, he's six foot Six foot two, I think. Six foot one, six foot two, maybe even taller. Um, but Trey Young, he's got a, a great ability to shoot the ball. Got to be able to shoot the ball. He's got a great ability to get to the rim. And on top of that, he's got the floater. He's got the mid-range. He can score at all levels. But the most important thing for him is his passing ability and his ability to read the floor. When he went, went from Oklahoma, where – he dominated in the Big 12. He was on a streak, just a, a tear. Um, the biggest thing about him was understanding, okay, how can we shut him down? Because he's shooting it from half court. He's getting to the rim whenever he wants. He's getting his teammates involved. He's getting to any of his spots he wants to. You got to look back, and now the space and the floor is now way open, and the game is a little bit tougher because he's got better athletes. He's got the best of the best in the NBA. So. He's had to understand, be a three-level scorer, be able to shoot the ball, be able to understand and read the floor um, and, and find your spots. So I think those are some of the, you know, kind of a that's a, a good way to look at it. If you can find an NBA comp or a college comp to your game, start to really break down pieces of their game and understand what you can get better at, where you need to get better at, and how you can get better at that. I think that's the biggest thing. Oh yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I think about like Isaiah Thomas, like he was able to have a good NBA career because he was able to shoot the three ball very well. And be one example. So I on YouTube, I know Ball is Life has posted a few videos of your open gyms. I, I'm just curious, uh, what's the best open gym that you've seen as a skill trainer that you enjoyed watching, or even maybe you like played in? Definitely not one that I played in. Uh, I really enjoy watching. Uh, I don't really deserve to be on any of my floors of my runs just at this point 
in my, you know, my life, I don't, I don't play as much as some of these guys. And, and a lot of these guys would give me a, a really rough day, but I think uh, there's definitely some, some sessions, especially during COVID um, that were really special having guys from the NBA, having guys from college, you know, Christian Brown getting ready to go into, I believe his his junior year. Then uh, we had uh, Bull Bull getting ready to go to Denver. You know, we had guys like that coming in. Um, that was, that was really special then. And now it means even more having those same guys come back to Kansas city this summer, uh, be involved year after year in those runs and uh, having the involvement, the high competitiveness, it's really been special to, to watch. I, I couldn't really name one, one specific session. Uh, we've had some really good, um, opportunities to really record, but at the same time, watch really good basketball put together an environment where, where guys can compete and know they're going to be safe, know they're not going to get fouled to the point of where, okay, we need to kick you out of the gym. Um, understand that there's not going to be randoms in there um, that don't deserve to be on the floor. And so I think the biggest thing is, is uh, creating a safe environment where guys can come in and compete. And uh, we've had a lot of those really good sessions um, this past year and uh, a few, including Christian Brown, a few, including Ochai, a few, including Bull Bull, um, and then a few evolved them at the same run. Um, and hopefully we'll add to that group here coming soon. We've had a bunch of division one players, a bunch of division two players, Trevor Hudgens coming through, um, Jacob Gilliard came through um, and a bunch of really high level overseas players as well. So the list goes on and on. Um, couldn't even tell you one specific occasion that was uh, really a special opportunity for me and for some of these guys to be able to play in. Yeah, sometimes the, the greatest games ever played were the ones behind closed doors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, to anybody out there, you know, maybe they have hoop dreams or just uh, just their dreams in general. What advice would you give them? Chase it till the wheels fall off. Uh, that's the biggest thing that, that I've done. And, and um, as a guy that didn't play at a really high level, as a guy that was really passionate about helping others and the same thing, um, and still am very passionate about what I do and, and what it does for others and, and to others. And, and um, you know, it's been really an opportunity that I've been blessed with but I've also worked my butt off to deserve those opportunities. Don't stop. Continually go every day um, into whatever you're doing with a learner's mindset and, um, and just keep working. Something will click at some point. Something will happen. Good things happen to good people and treat others with respect and that'll, that'll all pay off. Excellent. Love that. Yep, for sure. Ryan, you provide a lot of insight, a lot of great information about you know what you do, who you've been able to help, and really the the path to where you are now. But if any basketball players at the high school level, college level, maybe some that are in the Kansas City area that want to improve their game and 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 reach out to you, what are some some plugs or areas of contact that they can mm -hmm. reach you? Absolutely. 
Um, I'll start off with my Twitter. It's a great one to reach at. Um, send me a message or tweet at me. My Twitter is at D-E-P Ryan 98. And um, my Instagram is probably my more popular one. Great way to reach me there as well. It's a little, little bit hectic here and there, but if you send me a comment or send me a message, um, I'll get back to you at some point as soon as I can. Um, and that one's just my full name, Ryan Deppen. And that's it. And feel free to, to uh, reach out to our website as well, houseelitesp.com. Any of those three options, you can, you can reach us and, and get involved in whatever way you'd like to. Great. Well, Ryan, we, we, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you talking about your story and everything about you. You know, Sam and I look forward to to continue hearing successful stories about you developing players. And, you know, we will be supporting you on your journey. I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and uh, thank you guys for, for listening to my story a little bit. Yep. Thank you, Ryan, for uh, taking the time to, to hang out with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.